This is an ABC podcast. We apologise in advance for our very, very bad European accents. We hope you can forgive us, civil play. Short and Curly presents a very secret murder, a tale of intrigue and ethics. We start our story in 1936 in the French countryside. There is a storm raging as we meet a retired French detective named Mathieu Boirot. Bonjour. Monsieur Boirot is travelling in his horse and carriage through the heavy rain. It is almost midnight when he spots a quaint little motel. He parks his carriage and runs for cover. The kind and friendly motel owner stands at reception. His name is Frederick Hubbard. Bonsoir, monsieur. Welcome to my quaint little motel. Mr. Hubbard was about to finish for the night. He'd been looking forward to a light supper of eggs before a good night's sleep. <sighs> the hotel is almost empty. There are only two other guests. Room for one, s'il vous plaît. Ah, but of course. You must be exhausted after your travels. Detective Mathieu Barreau goes to his small room and lays down exhausted. Just as he's falling asleep, he hears a terrible sound. (gasps) What? The kindly motel owner, Frederick Hubbard, has been murdered. He has been murdered. Oh, sacré bleu. This is terrible. Detective Mathieu knows he must find out who committed this heinous crime. He jumps out of bed, his mind racing. The murderer must be one of the two guests at the motel. Either it was the English countess Molly Daniels. I would never do something so horrible. I am a countess. Or... It could have been Dr. Carl McSmith, a famous Parisian proctologist. How dare you accuse me? I am a respected doctor. Onwards with this mystery. I have a secret that would prove my innocence, but it is not my secret to share. I promised I wouldn't tell anyone. If you don't tell us this secret, Countess, then you are still a suspect. I cannot tell you the secret. Then good luck proving I had anything to do with this. Today on Short and Curly, when should you keep a secret? Hello, and today you're listening to... Short, you're listening to Short and and Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! I have gathered you both in the drawing room to begin my investigation. But, Monsieur Matthew, I thought you were retired. I am back for one last case. So, tell me, Molly, you supposedly have this big secret that would uh, prove your innocence from this murder? That is correct, yes. 
You fool. Who cares about secrets when you could go to jail? I made a promise not to tell anyone. Do I regret that promise now, given I'm a suspect in a murder case? Yeah, maybe a bit. But here we are. Secrets, by nature, are often a little distressing. Why, I was just doing my correspondence, you know, countess things. And I was talking to my dear friend Mia, who's ten. Let me uh, rustle up the letter. Ah, here we go. I listen to Short and Curly every day. Thank you, Mia. My friends are terrible at keeping secrets, and that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable around them, in case I let something slip. So I would like to know, how can you know who to trust to keep your secrets? Ah, a fascinating question from Mia. It certainly is. Well, Mia, you obviously can trust me. Look how tight-lipped I'm remaining in this very serious case of murder. This is actually something I have wondered about a lot. And now, dear listener, I invite you to join me in our first thinking question. Remember, you can pause the show to have a think or a talk with people around you and come back when you're ready. And here is our question. Have you ever been asked to keep a secret that made you feel uncomfortable? Hit pause now. My recent retirement means my brain is not as sharp as it once was. I think I might need some help, perhaps from a brain's trust of some kind. Here are the clever thinkers from Lansdowne Crescent Primary School in Tasmania. I've definitely had to keep a lot of secrets. Like, the, a lot of the time I just want to tell other people and... Sometimes I have, (laughs) but most of them don't make me feel uncomfortable because at this kind of age level, there's nothing really too personal about anyone. They haven't really been like, oh, this is like life-threatening. Like if you've got a mosquito bite, you just want to itch it. It's like that. It's like an urge to tell people, but then you just can't. Usually I just want to keep there and like if they want, if they say don't tell anyone, I'll respect what they respect their offer. But like if they don't tell me that, I will tend to maybe just like, like, like give hints to other people about it. Like not just straight away, just tell them. My good friends told me a secret and uh, there's always people coming up to you and it's like they're asking what's happening and it does make you feel quite uncomfortable and uh, you kind of panic and then you kind of want to tell them but it's, you can't really. Well, it depends on like what kind of serious it is. If it was like personal and about like something like about their well-being, maybe you should probably tell their parent if it could like make them feel better. All very interesting. Can we go now? It is late and I am keen to sleep. And before that, I need to go to the bathroom. I ate a lot of escargot at dinner and my stomach is not happy. No one is leaving this drawing room until I have solved this murder. Oh, but uh, I guess I can hold it. Or can I? That is the real mystery. This is not the real mystery at all. 
but it would really speed things up if Countess Molly would just tell her secret. Oh, I'm sorry, but I believe that when someone tells you a secret, you have a responsibility to keep it, even if it makes you feel a bit unsettled. And it's not just with big things like a mysterious murder in a motel. There have been times when, no, my sister has asked me to keep a secret from my mother or one of my friends has asked me to keep a secret from another. And I always do. And me? I remember it so well. I was just a little schoolboy. Every day I would walk through the French Alps to my school. When I arrived, I would see my classmates talking in a secret language. They would pass notes to one another. They never told me the code. They said it was only for the cool kids. I felt so left out. I cried for days. Lost and alone, I vowed that I would never keep secrets again. If you tell me a secret... I will not keep it. I will tell everyone immediately. What? Really? Yes, and I will prove it. Tell me a secret right now. Well, Molly tells everyone she loves waffles, but actually she doesn't really get what all the fuss is about and only says it to fit in. Uh, Carl, look, now Matthew is judging me. But I did not want anyone else's secrets. The only person I'll keep a secret for is little old moi. Enough of this! It is time for me to ask our two suspects some questions. First, let us examine you, Countess Molly Daniels. There is nothing more to say. I am sworn to silence. Ah, but there is... You see, I think you need to think more carefully about the nature of secrets. Do tell, detective. We often think about secrets as an all-or-nothing sort of thing. Either there is something totally secret from everyone, or it isn't secret at all. But really, most secrets are more specific... It is about who you should keep the secret from, for how long, and things like this. Perhaps, but this is a secret I'm sworn to keep from everyone. Well, perhaps you were wrong to promise this at all. Sometimes people say things like, I am going to tell you something, but first you must promise not to tell anyone. We should never make promises like this because it puts us in a tricky position. If we get told something that shouldn't be kept secret, we either have to do the wrong thing by breaking a promise or do the wrong thing by keeping a secret that should not be kept. My good man, it is never wrong to keep secrets. That's where you're wrong, Countess. It is good to be trustworthy, loyal and keep our promises but they aren't the only good things in life. We need to balance them against other stuff that matters. Sometimes people deserve the truth. For example, a detective who is trying to solve a murder. If your secret can reveal a killer, 
and bring that person to justice, perhaps you have a duty to tell. That is why I never keep secrets at all. No secrets, no problems. There's a big problem with not keeping secrets. It makes me think you are an untrustworthy fellow. But why? I have done nothing. Keeping secrets is an important way to build people's trust. And trust is the glue of relationships. It sticks people together. Because you always blub, 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 blub your secrets, it would make me feel you don't care about other people, which is just how a killer would feel. Murderer! Liar! I am a countess! And I am a famous proctologist! I think we need to hear from our brain's trust to know what they think of people who do not keep their secrets. If people repetitively don't keep your secret, then you can know not to trust them and then the people who do keep your secrets, trust them. Like if you have a really good friend, you can like tell everything to. You can just tell them and just like not be afraid that they're just going to tell everyone in your class or in their grade or in the school. If it's a secret that you don't want to be told to anyone, you could maybe just not tell the person you trust even because they could still spill it. Over time, you will find out who's trustworthy and who's not. Notice small things like other secrets that they just gave hints to people about or they say behind your back or something. Um, Well, I thought if you like tell them like small secrets that don't really matter and they don't tell, then like I think you can trust them. Also, um, if they tell you other people's secrets, you might know, oh, well, they're just spilling all of other people's secrets to me. I shouldn't trust them to tell my own secrets too. I remember telling one of my friends a secret and I was like, oh, don't tell anyone. And then later that day, I see them telling someone the secret. And it's just, it's really annoying. It is really, really annoying. I don't know if I handled it correctly, but Our friendship's not as great as it was after that, I really don't think so. Murderer! Liar! I am a countess! And I am a famous proctologist! And you know what? I am sick of this. I am leaving. I need to go to the bathroom. Not yet! I must first inspect this room with my magnifying glass. I will not rest until I have seen every nook and cranny in extreme detail. Ah, get off. You do not need to check my ears. Good doctor, you have enough wax in your ears to make a candle. Disgusting. What is that noise? Someone answers the phone. No, I will answer the phone. Hello? I see. Mm-hmm. You will not believe the news I have just received on the telephone. What is it, Detective Masculine? I have just discovered the cause of Mr. Hubbard's murder. He was stabbed to death one million times. <gasps> stabbed a million times? What a shock. Oh, please, Carl. You knew he was stabbed already because you were the one who did the stabbing. 
Care to share how you know this, Molly? No, no, no. Still sworn to secrecy. Uh, retired Detective Boajo, I think there is one person you have forgotten who is a suspect in this case. Monsieur Hubbard may have killed himself. You fool! How could Mr. Hubbard stab himself one million times? He could not. It is impossible. Ah, monsieur, you may be retired, but you miss nothing, not a single theory. And I have another theory. And this brings us back to you, Countess Molly. <gasps> Me? Oui. Secrets can be powerful, and sometimes that can make them dangerous. They can be used to stop people from sharing important information. Sometimes we might know about something that is unsafe, but be asked to keep it a secret. But we should not keep unsafe things secret. If someone asks us to keep a secret that makes us feel uncomfortable, we should talk about it with someone we trust. Mm, you can talk about ethics all you want, Detective. I still will not tell you my secret. Uh, now, I need some time to think. And maybe you listening would like to think too, with our next thinking question. If someone feels left out because they don't know a secret that other people do, should you tell them to make them feel included? Or is it okay to keep them in the dark. Hit pause now. Here I am, a retired detective, looking out the window, blowing bubbles from my playful pipe, trying to decide which of these two suspects sitting before me killed a man with a million stabs in the dead of the night. Oh my! Results just came back from the DNA lab! Wait, what? I did not know you had sent anything to a lab. I didn't even know DNA was a thing yet. I thought this was like the 1920s or something. They started using DNA to solve crimes in the 1980s. It, it's obviously the 21st century. Why would it be the 20s? We're making a podcast. Uh-oh. This episode just had a very 1920s feel to it. If I had known they could find my DNA on the murder weapon, I really would have won disposable plastic gloves. Shush, you two. I know who did it. The results say... Curl's DNA was all over the knife. He is clearly the one who did the stabbing and oh, murdering. Yes. Dr. Curl McSmith, you are under arrest for murder. Carl has been brought to justice and I didn't tell my secret. Everything has worked out for me, the Countess. <sighs> Molly, fine. I give you permission to tell my secret now. Wait, the secret Molly was keeping was curls? Yes, it was that Carl did the murder. What? Yes, he took me aside in the dining room as I was finishing my figgy pudding. I remember it so well. Countess Molly, if I tell you a secret, will you promise not to tell a soul? Oh, of course, Dr. Carl. I am a very trustworthy person. Okay, well, I just stabbed Monsieur Hubbard a million times to death. What? Oh, no, I really wish I hadn't promised to keep that secret. Ha, 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 too late now. 
Wow. Countess Molly, that would have been really helpful to know. Yes, but a promise is a promise. Oh, I knew I could trust you. Hugs? Hugs? Wait, you're a murderer. I'm not hugging you. Ah. Thanks for solving my so-called murder, Inspector Mathieu. Anytime, Monsieur Hubbard. Wait! You're alive? Yes, of course I am. Carl paid me to pretend to be dead. Why? So that I could test your secret-keeping abilities, Molly. I needed to know that I could trust you to remain tight-lipped, even in the most terrible of circumstances, such as murder. Oh, my. And you proved to me that you can. Oh, excellent. And I think we have all learned some very important lessons today about when and when not to keep secrets. And I suppose it's a very good thing that no one died. Yay! Yes, yes, yay. It looks like another case closed for Detective Mathieu Poirot. Our hero can finally go back into retirement and enjoy doing French stuff. Like eating cheese, and drinking wine, and reading philosophy. I am Alana, and I hope you have enjoyed our short and curly production of A Very Secret Murder. Good night! Thank you! Oh, thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! The most sincere of thanks to today's Brains Trust from Lansdowne Crescent Primary School, West Obart, Tasmania, Sophie, Elise, Zach, Opie, Jack, Maya, and Indy. Thank you very much. And thank you to our listener Mia for writing to us with your ethical dilemma about secrets. Merci, Mia. And today's episode was recorded by Bella Tropiano. And of course, thank you to Kyla Slavin, our producer, and Justine Kelly, our executive producer. Plus, the head of audio studios, Kelly Riordan. If you love the show, tell your friends about Short and Curly. And do some correspondence, leave us a review or write us an email. Now, time to retire to my bedroom. And retire from being a detective. I think I will spend all this extra time listening to old episodes of Short and Curly, like our other murder mystery, When My Fish Mysteriously Died. You can hear one of my other fantastic accents in that one, where I am a blobfish. Greetings, my cold-blooded fishy brethren. Just go to our website where you can hear that episode and so many others. Ah, Molly, now that it is just the two of us, I can finally tell you my real secret, since you have proven you will never tell it to anyone. Oh, thank you, Carl. My secret is, leaning close, I failed Kindergarten, because I could not colour inside the lines. It is my biggest shame. Oh, my goodness. You must never tell a soul, okay? Uh, I mean, I won't. What? Why the hesitation? Uh, Carl, the microphones are still on. Everyone listening just heard your secret. (gasps) 
Oh no, what have I done? I really am incompetent at keeping secrets. This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs.